Welcome to Swarupa Vidya Ashram. My name is Swami Nirmalananda. Each audio is a discourse that I offered at a satsang, a free meditation program, and was followed by meditation. These teachings address the underlying questions of life. Who am I? Why am I here? How do I do what I came here to do? I went to my guru with these same questions. While he gave me the teachings I share here, most importantly, he gave me the inner experience they describe. This is why I teach, to share the same with you, both the theory and the inner experience of your own inherent divinity. The bliss of consciousness is your birthright. Meditate and discover that you are greater than you could ever imagine. Om Namah Shivaya Gurave Satchidanandamurtaye Nishprapanchaya Shantaya Niralambaya Tejase Muktanandaya Gurave Shishasamsara Harane Bhakta Kaya Kadehaya Namaste Chitsaratmane Hitave Jagatameva Samsara Navasetave Prabhave Sarva Vidyanam Shambhave Gurave Namaha Guru Brahma Guru Vishnu Guru Devo Maheshvara Guru Sakshat Parabrahma Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Om Svarupa Svasvabhava Namo Namaha Om I bow to my own self. I bow to my Baba's own self. I bow to his Baba's own self. I bow to your own self. Your own self. Your own essence. That is the one essence found in all. Shiva, the one reality. Being all. Being you. Again and again I bow. Om Swarupa Swaswa Bhava Namo Namaha. Looking in the right direction. The pandemic has been a time of renunciation. While it has been a process to get there, you've changed. You probably first went through withdrawal that you couldn't do what you were used to doing. Maybe you experienced frustration or disappointment, then graduated to a sense of resignation about the new quality that life had taken on. Then finally, hopefully, you discovered that you don't need what you used to think you needed. That's renunciation. 
that you don't need. Need is painful. Need is suffering. As one definition in the dictionary says, need is to suffer from the lack of something important to life or health. And suffering, we know, is more painful than pain. It is the feeling of need that causes this suffering, even when you don't really need the thing you think you need. Freedom is the opposite. Freedom from need brings freedom from suffering. Freedom is also the inner space to be creative, to be generous, to be loving and understanding, to live in the spontaneity of pure bliss. Freedom is the goal, clearly defined in yoga's teachings and texts, even embodied in my guru's name, Muktananda the ananda bliss of mukta, freedom. When he was 15 years old and took sannyas, becoming a swami, a renunciant, he must have been tickled by his new name, Muktananda, the bliss of freedom. What a great promise. And it was a promise that came true, but it took a little longer than he expected. He gained freedom only by the gift his guru gave him, Shaktipat initiation. His guru who could give this great gift was named Nityananda, the Ananda bliss of Nitya, the eternal or eternal bliss. But my Baba had to wait 25 years for that gift. For 25 years, he bore the name Muktananda, the bliss of freedom, but he wasn't free. He knew that he didn't know. He wrote about his frustration and pain from feeling incomplete inside, knowing that his own name and all the texts promised more. Thus, when I look at what we've been through with the pandemic restrictions, I think it's pretty small compared to what he went through. I know that many people have been working hard, even in dangerous occupations throughout these last two years in healthcare and other vital services, but most of us were sequestered, perhaps even cocooned. But what happens in a cocoon? The caterpillar that spins itself into a cocoon is transformed. It literally melts into itself, being destructured and restructured into a whole new version of itself. The very same DNA that became a fuzzy worm with legs now brings forth new possibilities. The caterpillar dissolves into goo which sprouts butterfly wings to be unfurled and then fly away. Are you a butterfly yet? What does your DNA say you can be? You are a child of God. What kind of DNA do you have? 
What has happened to you in your time of cocooning? Now, the USA is, quote, out of the full-blown explosive pandemic phase, end quote, as recently announced by the CDC. We're transitioning to the virus being endemic, something that just goes around like chickenpox. Now what? Are you going to grab back for all the things that used to fill your life? So maybe, maybe you haven't really outgrown your childish desires. After all, you weren't really renouncing things. The desires just went subterranean. Some people are thinking it's time to party. Let's get together with family, with friends. Let's go back to all the things I used to do and used to be. But your two years, hopefully, have been a time of reprogramming, perhaps a repatterning of your mind as well as your way of life. You don't need everything you thought you needed. This is a natural renunciation, an organic process. It's how you grow and change by leaving the old patterns behind. Renunciation is how a yogi deals with the world. You determine what you truly need and what you don't. Of course, you need air, light, water, and food. But what kinds of food? What amounts and when? Of course, you need interaction with others, but which others? In what kinds of ways? What amounts and when? Of course, you need personal space, but the pandemic showed you there can be too much of that. And playtime, but you can have too much of that too. Of course, you need an income, and productive ways of using your time and energy, but what, when, and where? All of these things are part of life, called dharma, how to show up and contribute to the world process. Yoga says you must balance your duties and responsibilities with your finances and with enjoying pleasure. It's a tricky balance. But without a spiritual base, none of these things have any real meaning. Yet to find your spiritual base, you have to find inside, you have to turn your attention away from the other stuff. For duty, responsibility, money, and pleasure, they're all external. Your own spiritual essence is within. This is who you really are. You must know your own self, or you're missing something vital, which is you. You feel that lack. It's a need to know your own self. I see people trying to make up for that lack by telling stories of their childhood. I was enjoying the company of several yogis just a couple of days ago. For me, it's a reveling in their light, 
their radiance, their intelligence and humor, their clarity and understanding, and their commitment to a deeper goal. Truly, I was reveling in the many forms of the one self, the one divine reality showing up in so many fascinating and unique forms. Oh, like all of you and you. But then this particular group started in on childhood stories as though that was the key to who they are, telling their stories. They felt they were revealing something about themselves to be seen, to be known. But instead of revealing their essence to each other, they didn't share their light, they shared their shadows. Some people call that intimacy. I call it suffering. And suffering with another who is also suffering is still called suffering. As they say, misery loves company. Do you really think that you still are who you were as a child? However long ago that was, a few years or maybe even decades ago, is that who you are now? You've had so many other experiences since then, so many opportunities, so many places you've been and things you've accomplished, but you still form your sense of self around where you grew up? I see you differently. I see the light shining through you. I see the light of consciousness shining as you. Can't you see who you really are? Oh, not yet? Okay. I call that suffering. When you don't know your own self. But are you even looking in the right direction? Turning to look in the right direction is called renunciation. Looking inward means you let go of your stranglehold on your stories. The beauty of yoga is that the focus is deeper within to find who you are at a deeper level than your stories at a deeper level than your fears, desires, or needs. To experience your own divine essence, O Shiva. Shaktipat makes your own self arise within to fill you, filling your mind and heart, dissolving your limited idea of who you are, even changing who you used to be. As you come to know your own self, you see that self was always there. Within all those times and places and events, your own essence, your own beingness, your own expansive isness has been supporting you all along. Self is the internal continuity of your own existence. Some spiritual paths say you got to scrub out all the density. 
Psychology says the same thing. I remember encounter groups from the 70s and 80s. It was all meant to help us empty away everything that gets in the way. All those limitations and reactions that you cherish so deeply. They're blocking the light of your own being from shining through. So it all has to go. Where's the moving truck? How about a dumpster? Throw it all out. How great. This is called the path of negation. You negate everything that limits you. You get rid of it. Except, how do you throw out something that gives you a sense of self? I remember watching a woman obsess on a t-shirt that she'd bought in Hawaii. It was old and faded. It had holes. It didn't fit her, but she couldn't give it up. She cried over it for a long time. You can throw out all your old stuff, except maybe a favorite t-shirt or favorite sweater. This one is a special one, even though it has a stain or holes. Maybe it's a photo or a book because it comes with memories. It comes with a story. It gives you a sense of self. This is where most people think renunciation goes, that it's like surgery, cutting away parts of your body. When something makes you you, it's vital to your being. Except, really, how vital is that tea or that sweater? I know a woman whose whole house burned down one day with all of her possessions in it. She and her family members and their pets were saved, but everything else, psst, gone. And she realized, standing there next to the burning house, she realized she was fine. None of that stuff was essential. Renunciation. She was more than her possessions. She was always more. So are you. Now, don't go home and torch your house. That's not my message. We're actually not on the path of negation. We're on a yogic path that teaches renunciation in a whole different way, not by getting rid of external stuff, but by making changes from the inside outward. It's a path of affirmation. In Swarupa Yoga, you find your own self, knowing your divine essence, O Shiva. You outgrow the things that used to mean everything to you. You even outgrow your memories. Yes, you know you were in that place then and you did what you did, but now you were here and now you are you. You grow up. Since then, you get over it. Best of all, you grow inward. You grow deeper. You grow into your own self. I'll go back to the metaphor I used earlier. Some spiritual paths 
Say you have to empty away everything that blocks the light of your own being from shining through. Scrub out all the density. Except you cannot scrub out the shadows. It's like walking into a dark room. Bring your scrub brush and a bucket of soapy water and scrub out the dark. It doesn't work. Instead, simply light a candle flame. That's Shaktipat. Like Baba's song says, light my flame with your flame, oh Baba. We'll sing that song in a little bit. From just that one candle flame, instantly light shines through the whole room, even into the corners. Light banishes shadow. This is how it works on the outside. When you light a candle in a dark room, this is also true on how it works on the inside. So in this tradition, we focus on the inner light. Instead of reviewing and analyzing all the stuff in the way, we chant, we meditate, we repeat mantra, we do studies and seva, offering our time and energy to support the guru and the ashram. We do things that dial up your own inner light. And that light burns away everything that gets in the way, burning it away from the inside out. No dumpsters, no blowtorches needed. It's that inner clarity that arises that frees you from your limitations. Peace and expansiveness become your new norm. Fullness and joy. Oh, and bliss. Yes, bliss. The bliss of being free. That's my name, Nirmalananda. The Ananda bliss of being Nirmala without limitations. This tradition focuses on your inherent divinity. I bring it to you from my guru. He got it from his guru who got it from his guru on back through time. It comes with a guarantee. Try it out. Spend an hour or two talking about your story and see how you feel afterward. Compare it to chanting or doing yoga for the same amount of time. How do you feel afterward? Do you want to wrestle with your own shadows or light a candle flame? Once I saw the difference, I knew which way I wanted to go. That's called renunciation. I renounced encounter groups that focused on even reinforced my shadows. I wanted to spend time with Baba. Baba describes what happens. The greatness of the Shaktipat Guru is that he leads his disciples to God without severe asceticism. He brings the peace of a meditation cave right into your home. He shows you the Himalayas in everyday life and Lord Shiva in meditation. A spiritual path without severe asceticism? Yes, 
in the midst of your life and home? Yes. You'll see God in meditation? Yes. All of this is totally predictable. But don't misunderstand. You might think that Baba means you don't have to change. Because you don't have to move into a meditation cave, you hope to continue to cherish your negativities, your resistances, and reactivity. You want to obsess on your own needs and pleasures, still anxiety-ridden and full of selfish agendas and needs, still suffering. No, all of this has to go. Not only meditation and mantra help with this, but sutra studies like we're doing now. Yet the single most powerful practice that frees you while you're in the midst of your life, that practice is seva. When you pour your time and energy toward God by offering your service to the divine work of the ashram, by serving the guru, you are transformed faster than anything else can do. It's all tied in with Shaktipat. The initiation that awakens your inner light but the outside still needs to be transformed. So instead of leaving the world and the people in your life, you have to work on the outside so that you lose your limitations. This was best described by Baba. Such a guru does not recommend the wrongful renunciation of property and the wealth of the world. Instead, the Shaktipat Guru makes you renounce your limited individuality. Such a guru is hostile to the limited self, jealous of individuality, and angry with differentiation. The guru is hostile? The guru gets angry? Yes, the guru can get angry, but only when you're blocking the grace. I was surprised the first time I experienced this force arising within me, quite literally a force of God. I had lost anger along with neediness and fear long before yoga had robbed me of these self-destructive patterns. I had been used to living in equanimity, a steady, peaceful state for years. When I was teaching yoga classes in La Jolla, a local high school boy found his way to the yoga studio. His home life wasn't very good, so he started hanging out with me. I taught him some computer skills, had him doing some cleaning and other things. I helped him with his homework and gave him free yoga classes. After two or three years, one day he told me that he had failed an important assignment in class. I was amazed to feel an incredible anger rising up inside, coming from so deep within me. I was shocked by the force of it, yet simultaneously shocked by his admission. I'd helped him complete that assignment, so I knew he did it. In total shock, with the destructive power of God arising in me, I laughed out loud. <laughs> I exulted in the bliss of it. Totally surprised, I said to him, you made me angry. Surprised, 
he stepped back. He'd never seen me angry. I'd never seen me angry, not like that. It was hot and fiery and ecstatic all at the same time, for it was a divine power arising within. But I knew he couldn't take the force of it. So I stepped back as well, and I looked at him and said, I helped you with that assignment. He got a sheepish look on his face, and he said, I know. I lost the paper. Well, duh, don't lose the paper. Pay more attention. Put a little of your own energy into it. It was then that I understood the few times I had seen Baba erupt in anger. Only one of those times was it directed at me. I always loved to sit at the end of his programs and watch the darshan line, the reception line that would come forward. It took a while for several hundred people to come forward, with most of them bowing. Two or three times in that seven years, I saw someone come up and say something to Baba that made him angry. Then he would turn and yell at one of the translators or the helpers who were sitting nearby. Whatever was going on for that yogi who was sitting at Baba's feet, they prompted his fire, but they couldn't take the heat. They had stuff that was getting in their own way, but they couldn't let it be burned up. So he aimed his blowtorch in another direction. And the people around him were already radiant, shining like coals in the red hot fire of yoga. So they took the blast full on. Come on, Baba, hit me with it. Amazing to watch. And then one day, I did something stupid. And there I was at Baba's feet. And he erupted at me. He shouted at me directly. I was so honored. <laughs> I felt so blessed. He knew I could take his fire. And I wanted it. I wanted everything to be burned away. He blasted me. And I felt only bliss from it and love. If you can't take the fire, how will you shine with light? Renunciation is the key. Anything you're hanging on to will hold you back. But you don't give up the property and the wealth of this world, Baba says. Instead, what has to go is your limited sense of self. Renounce your sense of self that is based on external things, your way of constructing identity from the outside world. Instead, find yourself in yourself. You nestle in deeper. You settle into your own essence. You become you. You're able to do this because the guru opens the doorway within. That's grace. When the door has not been opened, you hover around the outside of yourself, but you can't find a way in. I'll describe it this way. This is a story of my visit to a desert monastery in Southern California many years ago. I had already started practicing yoga. 
and I was curious about this newly founded ashram a couple of hours drive away from my home out in the desert. So I drove out to see it. They had a couple of buildings on a big expanse of land, but no one was there. There were a few signs pointing to the dining hall, pointing to the parking lot, and one that pointed to the cathedral. So I went that direction. The pathway ended in a clearing, which had a few trees around it, rare in the desert. There was no building, no cathedral, but the space did have an energy to it, a peaceful energy. So I sat in the desert sand for a while, but nothing happened for me. It felt like I was outside the doors of a sacred space. A feeling I had once standing on the steps of Grace Cathedral in San Francisco, but the doors were closed. I felt the possibility of something special, but nothing happened. After I got Shaktipat, that changed. I never went back to the cathedral that was not a building, but it was because I didn't need to go there. I knew the way inward. I could sit anywhere, and the doors were open to me. Shaktipat opens the door inward. That's what Baba gave me. And that's what his Baba gave him. And once the way inward is opened, the outer stuff just doesn't have the same pull on you anymore. This is renunciation a natural renunciation, it just grows on you. You can go to the same parties or family gatherings. You can talk with the same people, even say the same things, but they're simply not life and death matters anymore. You care. Even love more deeply, but you're not gripped by their stories, not even by your own. You outgrow who you used to be. You're growing into who you already are, O oh Shiva. So the only remaining question is how do you make it happen faster, both faster and easier? Uh, do more yoga. Oh, and less complaining. Om Swarupa Swaswa Bhava Namo Namaha.